Welcome to Screen Mayhem Extra, Binge and Purge Edition. In this mini-episode, we talk about the YouTube Red original, Cobra Kai. I am your host, Matthew Whitaker, and with me I have a special guest. Martial artist, filmmaker, writer, actor, karate kid himself, Michael Worth. Hey, Michael! Hey, Matthew! Well, listeners, as you probably know, this is a new take on the Karate Kid, where we get to see the other side of the story, yet set in a modern day. Was Johnny really the monster he was made out to be? Or was Daniel Russo an impulsive, whiny shit getting in his way? (laughs) Or maybe something in between. Uh, If you haven't seen it yet and you're tuning in, watch it. It's a great, great series. If you have seen it, then, well, Michael, first off, were you glad to be back in the Karate Kid universe? Oh, so, so glad. When I heard they were doing this, I was so envious that I wasn't in it. I'm, and I know there's a season two coming up, so I'm going yeah. to be knocking on some doors. I'll tell ah, you I want Michael Worth in season two. That's It's going on Twitter here in just a few minutes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Me too. I was so glad to be back in the universe. In fact, there were some times, like, um, and I know you kind of saw it, like, you'd see Miyagi, but then he'd say a certain thing or do a certain thing, and I'm like, we're back, baby. This is cool. Yeah. Okay, well, were you Team Miyagi or were you Team Cobra Kai? Well, I mean, look, I got caught up in the, the, the Miyagi side of it just because, you know, especially as a kid, you know, that's that was the, the lovable character. Uh, I, I love the badassness of Cobra Kai. Yeah. And, 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 you know, but I have to admit, as a kid and growing up on the old movies, I would have sided with Miyagi. Yeah, now, we were all I know torn. When, yeah, of course, but I, I mean, I know where you're going with this, and where, and but then you got to remember, part two, kind of started, and you know, it only had a little tag at the beginning, and then it just went off in its own story, but gave a little, uh, gave a little, almost set up to the show years later, you know. Well, I love that about this is that Cobra Kai was bad because it's like, you cannot fear, you cannot be weak, and blah blah blah. But the kid in this, he is weak and fearful, and by being taught these things. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have been taught the same as Daniel Larusso. He was getting taught by this Cobra Kai style by Johnny, and it helped him. He wanted. He was like he needed somebody to be like, "You're a fucking idiot. Stop being weak. There's no asthma in here. You got. There are no gluten allergies. Get the fuck out of here. You know." Yeah, I think it. But at the same time, so what, what I thought it's it is doing so well without, you know, giving away too much of the story is you have the, the bad guy, quote unquote, one of the bad guys from the first Karate Kid film. Yeah. Who they haven't flipped over. They still show this, just this crappy side to him, but they balance it out with a humanity that you never saw before. Yeah. And LaRusso, who on the other side, you know, he always knew he was a good kid, et cetera. You can kind of see where in this case, they're giving him a little bit of a, a, a slightly lost, grown-up man but but with that said they take they're also introducing two other younger characters particularly that in a way still pass on the same idea of how you can take a very bad misguided person and start to bring them back on track and then take a a nice-hearted person and, and start taking them off the track yeah 
Uh, LaRusso's daughter was more Miyagi than he is at this point, but I feel like he got pulled back into it, right? Right. Yeah. Well, your friend and co-star, Martin Cove, he was compelling as hell as Crease, and I know he I know he showed up at the last episode. I don't think that's much of a yeah. spoiler, because we all expected to see Crease, but hopefully he's going to be a big part. Yeah, if you look online, Marty and, and everybody else pretty much push that aspect that he's he showed up and he'll be part of the next one but yeah, nice. uh, yeah well what did you think of the martial arts uh choreography in this well they do it they do it well and they keep it simple there's not a ton of fighting in this but it definitely what i like about it is it stays with you know it doesn't all of a sudden turn into some big mma thing in fact there's that line remember where he says you guys need to learn some old school karate because you're a bunch of pussies you know yeah. like the modern day mma guys are pussies because they're not studying karate which i thought was great great commentary on the <laughs> it's sort of like the old school fans of the karate kid movies is that's exactly what they want to say you know <laughs> in fact i used to when i would watch the ufc when uh machida came in and he was full-on karate i used to say you know these guys are gonna these guys are going to feel it because they laugh at karate right now. It's just like in the movies, but his because it's it's so different and the style is different. It's going to throw these guys off. And sure enough, Machida came out and started knocking people off with front kicks, and everyone's like, yeah. "Front kick? That's like you know what's that?" And but it's like <laughs> the stuff works. You know, you just got to know how to do it. So, anyways, it, I thought that was a great piece of commentary on the modern martial arts via the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, well, cool. There's a great scene in this uh, where. Um... Our, our underdog does do a, a great scene, uh, a very choreographed scene. and it's. But I just thought it was pretty brilliant. And it, it it's very movie-making, I think, very very much more so than uh, actual, like, fighting, uh, you know, in the, in the lunchroom. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great piece. Yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, what was your yeah. favorite cameo? Well, my favorite cameo, you know, it's... I mean, you gotta go with. I'd have to go with, like you said, Marty at okay. the end because it's okay. just like you know, comes in with the cigar and he's doing his whole bit. But what's cool about this, and anybody that saw the other films, is they do these little references and drop these hints that people that saw the other sequels will go, oh, maybe they're gonna go this way. Like we obviously have mention of Elizabeth Shue's character, yeah. and they, like she hasn't come up in this series, but that you can see if if she's open to the idea, which she should be, and after the success of it, I don't see why not. You know, she's probably going to show up. There's, of course, the references to the old cars at the very end when he goes yeah. we appearance of Miyagi's very badass uh, home at the end. That was where, again, we're hiding through the through the whole series up until towards the end. And then um, and then there's also I think a, we, we do know that they said um, Sean Kanan, who was in um, the uh, third one, I guess it was. Okay. He's going to be back for this next season so and there's maybe even a little uh, people are talking about this i don't know if that's the way they're going that the 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 kid that's training under billy zabka yeah. might be the son of the bad guy in karate kid three you know so oh. i mean they've got this because they, they talk about all oh, his father's from you know um south america and he's kind of a jerk and does it but that, which is exactly what thomas Ian griffith was sort of setting himself up to be i think in the in the yeah. series so anyways i mean i think it's i think it's great they're doing it smartly because they're writing it well they're not taking it out of the wheelhouse so much and yet they're giving everybody a spin you know and that's the and philly zapka in this is like the 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 the, the, the gold nugget you know i mean he he's is. so it's like you want him to just sort of get it together uh, he's still such an idiot but he's got such a good heart buried in there you can just tell so yeah it's, it's cool. he it's keeps cool. keeps almost losing hope and then he gets it back and it's 
it's brilliant really yeah and he keeps no, looking at his own strength when he was a kid and he's trying to push it on to to his uh his his student but you know not everybody can be him like he just happened to be in a perfect storm i mean some whiny bastard like daniel Russo, if he never would have met miyaki i mean you look at it from his perspective and they bring that up in this he, he you know the, the person who struck first was LaRusso. you know johnny's just right out. they give it yeah they present it and it's interesting because they do both they present like both sides they sort of say LaRusso tells his story and it's one way and then billy tells his story and it's another way you know and it's great because it makes sense both cases rashomon <laughs> yeah that's right there you go yeah exactly all right well cool um are you familiar with any of the locations they used in this being, um, being in you LA know, of course. Yourself. I mean, this is like you know Paul Thomas Anderson land. Yeah. Because it's it's the you know the Central Valley. All the mentions are you know Reseda and Encino, okay. and it's the sort of anybody that comes in Southern California knows that um, there are certain elements of the valley, like Encino, that are are higher kind of like mm -hmm. higher end Beverly Hills esque, and then there's aspects like Reseda in the valley that are a little bit more like lower rent, you know. So yeah. they. They keep making references to that. Have you ever been to the Karate Kid um, apartments that are still there? Have I, oh, yeah. I've driven by there before. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I just, I would if I knew where it was. And, you know, you're in the you're in the mix of it. So I figured I'd ask. No, okay. it's great. They, they tack all the same locations. So it's good. I love that. Okay, so final fight without spoilers. Were you rooting for, were, I'm not going to tell who won. Were you rooting for uh, LaRusso or uh, Zabka? I have to admit, it's a very interesting dilemma for me because what I was rooting for was for them to like buddy up and make up. You know what I mean? Like, nice. like I love the fact that the rivalry brings out like that's kind of what the story is about. Is that they they realize they're both sort of lost without their rivalry together, and so it comes up, and then they kind of you know I'm not going to give anything away, but they sort of tease it up a little bit and pull it away from you a little bit and tease it up and yeah, pull it away. That's a great so, point. Yeah, you know. It's, it's like, you know what it's like? It reminds me of Lex Luthor and Superman yeah. in the Smallville show. If you ever watched it, the way they did that was you realize they were best friends, but they kind of needed each other to be enemies to totally. be at their best. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's great. It's Although great. I'd like to point out that, um, oh, no, I was going to, I'll, I'll just say it. I watched Pacific Rim uh, Uprising today, and that was, oh, did you? it was directed by a guy who's famous for directing, like, one Buffy three small villes and maybe a dollhouse and it was a terrible movie that's what happens <laughs> when you take a guy who's directing those and you make him direct like the biggest fucking kaiju movie it was terrible it was terrible yeah there's a thing in hollywood and it sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't but i think it just goes to show that it's there's not an exact science which is they like to sometimes toss these massive productions onto yeah. like the one or two movie person like you know they did with godzilla you know where they threw godzilla at uh, uh what's his name gareth um gareth oh right the, the newer one yeah and they even um even uh which and here's where particularly was successful is the lost uh jurassic world you know they threw that at a guy who'd done two movies but it was a humongous success so gotcha. you know in that case it worked out but yeah, yeah i love I mean, your insight on those things because i mean Again, Pacific Rim number one was magic to me, and Pacific Rim two just killed my heart. Well, yeah, you know, I, I can kind of see where it is, and I, I love the first one, too. I think there, there's even this talk of they're trying to, like, I don't know who they are, but there are people trying to 
overlap the the Pacific Rim with the Godzilla Kong franchise, yeah. which I think is a, a bad mistake because I think tonally they're different movies anyway. Right. I even think the Godzilla movie that we saw in 2014 is very different tonally than than the Kong movie. But at least yeah. you kind of see them fusing together, where I think it's just it's going to become a big mess if they just sort of bring them all together. Did you see Shin Godzilla, the new one from last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, from see, Japan. that was the best I I could ever hope for in the modern world. Uh, it sort of reintroduced super graphics. It had some slow points, but for the most part, the monster. Yeah, I think that was the only thing that killed it. I think for me personally, is they spent so much time talking about what yeah. to do with their politics. Yeah, and sort of, and I know. I think for a Japanese audience, it had a lot more meaning too than probably somebody oh, like myself. You were so myself. dead on. You well, were... just because that was the information, but I thought I thought the way they presented the creature mm-hmm. and sort of the distance that they gave it, and and that was pretty cool. Yeah, the way it morphed and then the way it destroyed stuff. I mean, from an action perspective, it was brilliant. But you're dead on. Like the Japanese audience was just eating up all the stupid politics, and and we're sitting on the side going like, "Come on." You got a big monster out there crushing stuff. We want to see it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, any other movies from the 80s that you think it would be really cool to kind of re-enter the universe? You know, it's very funny because I, uh, (laughs) um, being who I am and what I do out here, I actually, and I've been thinking about this for years, it made me want to go back to my producers again for Acapulco Heat and say, guys, I got the idea for the show. I know how to bring it back. We just do it as a limited 10-part thing on Amazon. We do it. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Know? So, um, but there are definitely a number of them, I think. And That'd I, I think awesome. what they did. Well, I think what they did with that show was, is smart because there's, a, there's sort of like a, a version, understandably so, that audiences and critics have to people that are like, well, let's redo Texas Chainsaw Matter. Let's redo Halloween. Because it, it feels like you guys are just being lazy and you're taking something that we all love and, and you know, either mangling it or trying to make it better or what have you. But what they did with this the Cobra Kai thing is it was it's essentially the same people. And they're saying, no, we're just going to do is we're going to just bring it back. And, and we're going to bring it back with the same people. You know, we'll, we'll add a new element to it. We'll make that next generational thing that people can identify with so it's not like you know, just one group of people talking about the 80s. Right. Or, you, know, the, you know, that's from 84, I guess, was the first one. But um, yeah, I think there's, a, yeah, there's definitely a number of, of projects to come out and uh, that they could do that with. I think it'd be great. Well, so, yeah, see, that's why um, Jackie Chan, uh, Jaden Smith, Karate Kid was garbage. Like, they didn't bring us back to the universe we loved. They did the underdog mentor thing, and we just don't care. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I mean, it was a well-made film, and it sure. had some good sequences. And, but you're yeah. right. I think it's like people were like, it was, it's the Kung Fu Kid. They could have called it Jaden Jaden in China or something. I don't know. It just doesn't even matter. Just don't call it Karate Kid. Yeah. You're like messing with people's nostalgia. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, I would say um, I would love to see maybe um, Sliders. I loved Sliders. And if we go back to that universe, I, I think that'd be really cool. Um, and maybe, uh, you know, somebody posted today on Twitter, why not Greatest American Hero? And I think a modern day version of that would be really fun. As long oh, that's as you, a good point. Yeah, don't make it super serious, but do a Greatest American Hero and make it Well, fun. I think 
that's the that's you just hit it on the head. Is I think that's why the Karate Kid worked because it played in sort of the vein of reality. So because if, if you took a show like I was going to pick another movie, if you took American Ninja for instance, right. and brought it up, and it's Michael Dudikoff, you could you could twist it on its head maybe, and let's throw Michael Dudikoff today, you know maybe, but which, but I think it would suit better for American hero where maybe he's like a little bit screwed up and he's like, you know, this hero complex. Yeah, he's the, he's the old mentor now, William Cat. I don't know if he's still alive, but if he is, yeah, that'd, yeah, he, he is that'd be alive. awesome. You got William Cat, and he's got this young guy he's passing the suit on to finally. And, you know, God, I loved what's his name in that. What was his name? Uh, Robert, uh, his, his mentor. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Robert uh, Cole. Uh, not- Thank you. Now you're blanketed. I'm yeah. blanketed. <laughs> yeah. Robert Culp. I loved Robert Culp. He was the funnest part of that. And if you could get William Cat to be anywhere near as good as Robert Culp to some new guy getting brought in, it'd be, it would be beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So finally, last questions about our little Cobra Kai segment. Yes. What are you working on right now that you'd like uh, everyone to hear about? Uh, I've got a, a movie I'm just finishing post on right now, so I'll start seeing things popping up online about it called Appleseed, which is uh, Rance Howard, Ron Howard's father's last movie. And uh, we shot it last year, so um, it'll, it's a, a road trip drama comedy thing, and I'm really proud of it. It's, a, it's great. Robbie Benson's in it, Adrian Barbeau. Clint Howard's actually in it, the first time the two of them played father and son. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and that's coming out. And then I have a... a fairly very indie sort of experimental film along the lines of the wrestler called the butterfly guard that deals with mixed martial arts fighters and it was one of these films where i was sort of allowed the opportunity to shoot off the cuff and and kind of play around with the narrative a little bit and just explore the reality of what these guys go through rather than doing a a, a film with choreographed there's no choreographed fight scenes in it anytime somebody's you know, in the ring, sparring, whatever. It's they're actually just there was no rehearsal. It was just go. You know, you got Justin McCulley in it. Justin McCulley's uh, an ex UFC fighter. We've got uh, Scotty Epstein, who was in um, Never Back Down Part Two, the Michael Jai White film. So we, it's it's filled with people that are martial artists through and through, playing martial artists. So I try to just keep it really reality based so those two things i'm finishing up right now and uh they'll be popping up so i'm excited about that well i'm very excited um i can tell you all that uh appleseed if you want to follow on twitter it's at appleseed movie uh and you can also go to grizzly films uh which is or my own yeah my you just go to michael worth yes as well on twitter so yeah yeah i'm very excited for butterfly guard and appleseed as well god it's gonna be awesome well guys Cobra Kai is on YouTube Red. Uh, I'll tell you guys, there's a trial. Uh, if you don't want to pay and you still want to get in on the Cobra Kai, they give you 14 days. You could binge this in one if you're me or my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, we, I saw it too. And, and saw it with my girlfriend. You, yeah, that gives you 13 more days to binge other stuff. Uh, Karate Kid is on Netflix right now streaming. So embrace it all. Uh, thanks, Michael, for joining me. And You bet, bud. Yeah, and we're going on to the next bit. All right, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you.